The recent shootings in Georgia, the attacks in San Francisco, and the continued aggression towards Asians in North America are a grim reminder that we still have a lot of work to do as a community and as a society. We here at Talking With Our Mouthsful do not tolerate racism, nor do we tolerate injustice. We stand firmly with the Asian community in this dark time. Let's all work together to stop Asian hate. I'm Michael Chan, and today we are extremely excited and extremely honored to have a very amazing guest, a very special guest. And once again, Nightingale, I'm sorry it's not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on anyway. Wait, it's that quote again. Are you really our Nightingale or the QQ Nightingale? Tune in next time. <laughs> to find out? <laughs> But all right, <laughs> moving back to our amazing guest. He is an actor. He is a comedian, an entertainer, an entrepreneur, and the viral TikTok superstar known for this. English class vocabulary. He is the one, the only, and the exceedingly good-looking short Hello, 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 hello. I go by the name JK Kenny, aka Shotman. Nice to meet you, Michael. Nice to meet you, Nightingale. And it is so good to meet you, Shortman. I have been a fan of your TikTok since your pounded yam video. Wow. <laughs> wow. Man, wow. The pounded yam that was eating with, eating with my girl. Yeah. That, that wow. One. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm a food guy and I originally got onto TikTok for two things. My wife introducing me to the TikToks of the Notorious Cree and food stuff. I would actively look for food stuff on TikTok and I came upon your video. I'm like, wow, I got to follow this guy. Follow. And then you started doing what you're known for now with your English class uh, video. Yeah, vocabulary. <laughs> I, I'm learning English through you now, which is an amazing turn. Uh, we will get to that. But before we do, man, how have you been doing during the pandemic? Ooh, man, during the pandemic, ah, it's a pandemic. <laughs> it's a pandemic because, you know, I've just been trying to get by every day. Mm -hmm. trying to get by every day, running the studio in the pandemic and just trying to stay happy, basically, because I know sometimes I feel like I'm not living in a pandemic because I'm up and doing. And sometimes I'll be like, hmm, there's actually a pandemic going on because you can't do some things, you know? So yeah, I think my life is basically simple. Just spend time at home with my girl, I read and I come to the studio. And yeah, business. So yeah, nothing, nothing much in the pandemic. But if there is no pandemic, woo, it'd be a lot different. It'd be a lot different. It would, it would definitely be a lot, a lot different. Um, yep. I mean, we'll be doing this in person too. Absolutely. Like I was thinking that just uh, when when you and I started talking about uh, you being on the show, I was like, man. I would have loved to have interviewed you in person at your studio and see your setup for your for your English class uh, yep. series and everything. But you know, one day, one day, yeah, I'll visit. 
Yep, that would be nice. That would be really nice. Listening. So how? Uh, back to the whole pounded yam thing. How have you been eating during the pandemic? Ooh, I've been. I think I've been eating a lot because see my stomach. My stomach. <laughs> 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 my stomach is getting. My stomach is getting bigger. I've it's been eating a lot. Happy. It sounds yeah, very very happy. <laughs> Sounds very happy because yeah, I've been eating a lot. My my girl, she likes cooking, and then you know we eat. And but now I think I've been trying to shift to eating healthy, right? Because mm-hmm. my body keeps telling me, you know, you have to stay, you have to eat healthy, you know. But me, I've been eating a lot of rice, and a yam, a goosey, you know, all of that. So yeah, I've been eating a lot in this pandemic and I need to lose all this belly. <laughs> so belly. so for our listeners uh, who don't know what it is, what is pounded yam? Pounded yam is actually yam. Like yam is a carbohydrate. You know yam, right? Yep. Like potatoes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's a yam that is pounded, basically. Pounded and then water, you just, you add some little water while pounding it. So you mold it to that, you know, that shape, and then you get your goosey or um, this new okra or bono. Anyone, mm-hmm. you, you hold it like this, you mix inside the soup, and you take it inside. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like orgasm, right? <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> and it's got a little uh, bit of heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's funny. I, uh, yeah, I, so, I really, I would love to try pounded yam. Like, it looks so good. It is really good. Maybe one. Day. I would. I would. If you send me, I can send you one. I can send you one. Order it from a restaurant and then get it delivered to you as a surprise. Just send me your address and then I will get pounded yam so that. And then you record yourself trying it. You gotta record yourself trying it. So I'll send you pounded yam and a goosey uh, from a very good place. Oh, I can even make it. We can even make it. So and then send it to you. What's uh, that'd be really nice. What's the place called? So, so our listeners know. Oh, the restaurant? Yeah. Is that where rest- Yeah. Where I will order it from? Yeah, Niger Jolof. There's Niger Jolof, Niger Jolof, Toronto. There's Amin's Kitchen. Those two restaurants, yeah, I would recommend. The Pounded Yam and is amazing. Amazing. You heard it right here, listeners. Uh, definitely, we'll, we'll check them out as well. Um, so here we we've actually been ordering out a lot during the pandemic, especially for the podcast. Obviously, since we do want to support local business, and uh, oh. to, yeah, today we actually want to feature a local business from my hometown, Richmond Hill, called Richmond Hill Deli. Nightingale, tell us a little bit about them. Richmond Hill Deli, no- located at nine six three one Young Street, Richmond Hill, Ontario. Missing the taste of Europe. Look no further. Richmond Hill Deli has a huge selection of cold cuts, cheeses, baked goods, and gourmet foods made to order for takeout. Enjoy European comfort foods such as classic Russian potato salad, borscht, baba ganoush, beef stroganoffs, cabbage rolls, and more. Available on DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Scoop the Dishes. Mm-hmm. So uh, my family was introduced to this place by our in-laws. Like our in-laws were, were looking for a place to just buy some food during the pandemic to leave at our door as a little surprise. And they found Richmond Hill Deli. So they bought a whole ton of stuff. 
And one day we came home from the park because we took our daughter to the park and there was like this giant just pile of food and bags. And we're like, what is this? And so uh, this little note is like, enjoy. And we're like, okay. So we tried it and we're blown away. So today I got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I have. It's not really going to show up on camera very well, unfortunately. But uh, I got. Yeah. So I got a, a cabbage roll, which is. Their cabbage rolls are so, so good. It's not too uh, salty. The tomato sauce is just, just right. So and it's not, not too, too much soggy. Of it. Yeah, it's not too soggy. Exactly. So, and the meat uh. inside is perfect. It's like really tender and, and just super oh. soft. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also got the Russian potato salad with ham, which has like potatoes, peas, carrots, and ham with their sauce. And it's just Russian potato salad. Wow. Okay, I was I've been to Russia before. Side notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I speak Russian language. What? Yeah, very well. Mm, oh, wow. surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so you're teaching me English now, but you're going to have yeah. to teach me Russian too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's go. Privet. Um and then I got uh, coleslaw. And uh, finally, bubba ganoush, which is like a, uh, a an eggplant spread, and I put it on a piece of toast. Wow! My camera's not really doing really well showing it off. I'll have we have photos on our Instagram, so you can all see the uh, food that I ordered. Uh, but yeah, like I am so thankful that my in-laws discovered this place because I have been living in Richmond Hill for over a decade and never knew it existed because it's tucked away oh. in a little plaza over on Young Street in Weldrick. Uh, there's like a major plaza there, but then there's a smaller one. It's in the smaller one. And I am just the uh, Richmond Hill Deli also doubles as like kind of like a Russian supermarket. So it's like this tiny supermarket with a deli in the back. And then they even have like pastries, cakes and all that on the side. It's, it's amazing. And uh, the people who work there are all friendly. It's a great business. Great, great business. Definitely highly recommend. Wow. Anytime I go, anytime I go to Richmond, I'll go there. It's Richmond, EU Deli, right? Yep. Richmond Hill Deli. Yep. Wow. Okay. Tum tum. Mm. Study it is on my brain. Put it into the mind palace. Yes. Yep. So back to you. What other foods uh, from your culture mm-hmm. can you recommend to our listeners? Huh. I would say jollof fries, jollof fries, and um, plantain with some nice beef, goat meat to be precise. Um, soup for the soup i would say okra soup you know okra right yes oh okra yeah soup I love so okra. yeah i would say okra soup i would say um ogono or vegetable vegetable soup like spinach you cook the spinach with some little bit of um palm oil and tomatoes yeah spinach um that's vegetable um you can say the nigerian beans Beans, because we have a special way of making beans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, beans. I'll say beans. Some other, this some other traditional food from Nigeria, but not my, not necessarily my culture is um this thing um what do you call it? Ofen sala, something like that. That's Igbo people. Ofen sala. There's um there's one that you, they always put inside a small container. I can't remember the name, but it's really nice. 
<laughs> I know he's really nice because I tried it multiple times, but I can't just remember the name. We always put in a small container and then the food will be inside. So it's, that's really nice. And then, yeah, porridge. Yam porridge, yam porridge made, made the Nigerian style. You always have to say it made the Nigerian style. Yeah. So, and you, you know how to cook all this stuff. Some of them I do know how to cook. Some of them I, some of them I can't. I'm gonna be honest with you. Some of them I can cook. Some of them I can't. So, did you when you when you were growing up? Uh, mm. And you're from Nigeria. You were born. You were born there. Yeah, I was born and bred in Nigeria. I grew up in Nigeria from from when I was born to I left Nigeria. I think it, um seventeen. Oh wow. Seventeen. Yeah, when I was going to university, when I went to Ukraine medical school. That's my first time living in Nigeria on my own. <laughs> oh my god! My my dad and my mom took me to the airport. Bye bye, my son. Bye <laughs> bye bye, my son. I wish you well. You are going to make us proud. Yeah, and that was me on the, in the airport from the plane from Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria to Turkey, and Istanbul. Then from Istanbul to Ukraine, um, um, Kiev. Then from Kiev, I had to take a bus a six hour bus to Arkov. And that's where my university was, Arkov Medical University. So yeah, that's how I knew how to speak Russian. So I need to ask, you went yeah. to medical school. Yeah, I did go to oh, medical school, holy. but I did not finish. I didn't finish, I didn't complete it. Uh, may I ask why? Uh, I think it, the war started in Ukraine, right? So the war started in Ukraine. When the war started, so I ran away. I was one of the people that ran away because I was scared. So I went back to Nigeria and then from Nigeria, I came to Canada. Oh. Yeah. So when I, I was going to try and continue my medical school here in Canada, but then Canada said I have to start from the, from the scratch, start from right? beginning. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> big man. So, but my medical career is still going to come up in the future. I'm going to own hospitals. That's one thing. Yeah, that's something I want to do in the future. By the grace of God, I will own hospitals, right? But yeah. I will be treating people. And yeah, I own hospitals. <laughs> that's my dream. So well, yeah. let me ask you. Um, so you grew. What What is Nigeria like? Just so I, our listeners can get an idea of what life there is like. Hmm. I mean, Nigeria is. Think about something like happiness and struggle. Struggle and happiness. That's Nigeria. That's just the easiest way to say it. <laughs> struggle and happiness. We will struggle, but at the same time, we'll find a way to be happy. Do you understand what I mean? We will struggle. There are people struggling, they've not eaten, but they'll still be happy. That's just it, you know? The struggle and happiness. Daily traffic, the also and the bustle every morning. Yeah. The transport, electricity. You see, we have electricity like this. In Nigeria, I won't be able to do that. You know, we won't be able to do that. There are sometimes we can even be recording this and be like, up oh, Nepal. And next thing, boom, no light again. Oh right? God. Yeah. So, yeah, just I would define Nigeria struggle and happiness. Yeah. We're very happy people, but at the same time, there's a lot of struggle in the country because of corruption and, you know, a lot of things going back there. So, uh, yeah. wh why did you choose to come to Canada? I mean, I chose Canada. I chose Canada because I was looking for a better life. I would just say that. I was looking for a better life because, you know, I miss, I miss Nigeria at the same time, but Canada just get a better life and, you know, 
more opportunities, right? Yeah, more opportunities and yeah. One day definitely I will go back to Nigeria and, and do a lot of things. But for now, try to still build a lot of things here, create a name. How is the transition from Nigeria to Canada? Like how has the transition into Canadian life been for you? Now, now the transition from Nigeria to Canadian life, I mean, when I went to Europe, right? I went to Ukraine. So from there, I already saw how living abroad, you know, living among different people that know of my color, right? Living with different culture and everything too. That opened me to, wow, life's different here. <laughs> then coming to Canada too, I was like, wow, that's this another big difference, right? Because everyone's speaking English. Yep. Everyone's speaking English, but their language is a barrier, right? So it's it's different. It's really different, you know? The transportation, you can go to the bus stop, boom, boom. You can walk at night. Nigeria, sometimes you can't really go out at night because you'd be scared maybe something might happen. Yeah, but yeah, 3 a.m., you can take a walk and go back home. Nigeria, you can't really do that like that. Except you are living in the really rich area, right? Other than that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a really nice place. So it's, don't oh. don't be scared. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, uh, it's a really nice I place. Would, I wouldn't think that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so when you came to Canada, did you? Because I know you went to Toronto Film School. Is that yeah. what you did immediately, or was there like a time between you came to, uh, coming to Canada and you going to the film school? Yeah, there was a time between. Definitely a time between because. I tried to, I tried to do this thing. I tried to, I went to, I tried to do my medical, continue my medical, this thing, right? Like I told you, right? Then I was like, nah, this is taking a lot of time. So then while trying to do that, I was doing nursing, right? In Manitoba. Yeah. So yeah. And the whole thing was becoming very, very stressful, you know, different things. I went through a lot then and I was like, hmm. So destiny brought me to Toronto. Destiny brought me to Toronto because I came down to Toronto to buy this thing. I don't know why Siri is trying to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I came down to Toronto. I came down to Toronto to buy a car, right? I came to buy a car for a customer because I used to sell cars, you know? I would just go on Kijiji and all of that. Buy a car, fix it up, put it back there. <laughs> you know, just this entrepreneurship mindset you know just trying to make a make money mm-hmm. so while down in toronto i couldn't go back i couldn't go back because my business partner and i we had like a rift and he was like you go away all of that and i i ended up sleeping at the <laughs> i ended up sleeping at the airport in Hamilton. i ended up sleeping at the airport in Hamilton. then in the go in the go station too oh so God. Yeah, <laughs> then my body called. I called my body. I'm like, I can't go back to Manitoba. I can't go back to Manitoba. I can't. I have to stay here. I have to stay in Toronto. So I started driving Uber. I started driving Uber. And from driving Uber, I, I was like, you know, I'm a student visa, right? So I need to go to school. So I've always wanted to go to Toronto Film School. So when I checked the... Uh, the tuition fees. I was like, "What? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a lot. Am I gonna do this? I I spoke with one of my buddies. He's like, "Are you sure you can do this?" 
So I had to, <laughs> I had to, I had to drive Uber and go to school. And also my parents assisted me too, because I could not do it alone. I really could not do it. That was too much. So my parents assisted me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went to Toronto Film School for marketing and marketing for fashion and entertainment. A lot of people, when I tell them, oh, I went to Toronto Film School, they'll be like, you do acting? Did you? I'm like, Mm-mm. I did marketing for fashion and entertainment because, I mean, not, not like I loved fashion, not like I love fashion, but I think destiny just brought me to that path. And right now, I actually really love fashion. But entertainment, yeah. The entertainment has always been part of me ever since I was young. Because yeah, that was that was going to be my next question. Was like, uh, in terms of being an entertainer, was this something you always kind of gravitated to when yeah. at, at a young age? Yep, yeah, at a really really young age, I've, I've I've always been acting in church, you know, drama in church, and then in um, primary school, like we call it in Nigeria, but elementary school that's what they call it over here. So back in elementary school, I was. I was doing some drama and then when I got to high school, I started doing more drama. And then in high school, cause my high school, you start with the same set of people and then you finish with the same, no transfer students. So you're living with the same set of people for six years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we always had this thing where in the hostel, in the dormitory, right? We're laughing, always making jokes. We throw jokes at each other, throwing jabs at each other. Oh, you, you are short. Look at your dad. You are short like your father, you know? So you have to have that, <laughs> you yeah. have to have that tough skin mm-hmm. so that when they throw a jab at you, you can throw your own back. So, you know, growing up in that surrounding, it was just all jokes, you know? It was all jokes, jokes, jokes. Looking back now, I would live that life again, <laughs> especially going to the same secondary school. It was all just jokes. So yeah, entertainment has always been part of me. And that, uh, I guess, in a way, that that environment you grew up in, with the, it's this quickness of your jabs and your wittiness has allowed you to be a good comedian now. Right. Because uh, like one of the interesting, let, let's let's talk about your TikTok. Because uh, first of all, congratulations on one million followers. That is. Uh. <laughs> That is amazing. That is just insanely amazing. I'm still, I'm still trying to take it in. I'm still trying to take it in. I just think I'm still trying to take it in. People will be like, wow, one million? Wow. But me, I'm still trying to take it in because I'm a humble person, you know? Just mm-hmm. I'm still trying to take it in and just, just keep working. Just keep working because if I let it get into my head, I would just, you know? So I feel like I should just keep working, but yeah, I think it's a really amazing thing. <laughs> One million followers, yeah. It is. You know, yeah. And I, I started this journey in 2014. Oh, wow. So yeah, I started creating 2014 from Instagram. That's where I started, right? Mm-hmm. On Instagram, my buddy Chris Clown. You should check him out too. He has like um, almost four million followers oh, wow. on Instagram. Yeah. So he was the one that said, "Oh, you're funny." You should, we should make videos together. So that's when I'm leaving medical school. That's when my career started, right? As a comedian and content creator, entertainer. <laughs> so yeah, I, I started doing stand-up. My first stand-up was, was I bombed. It was really, really bad. <laughs> it was really, really bad. <laughs> it was really, really bad. The second one, 
one of the audience almost beat me up because oh my god i took yeah i took a joke at him and he was not he was not having it so yeah well you've come a long way and what's mm-hmm. interesting is uh starting from your first video as the english uh class professor or teacher i've seen an evolution in your character because the first time mm. you don't even have the outfit you have now and you know, your hair was different you had a different color tie and the setup was different and then you kind of evolved into the like the next level of teacher in your next video it just keeps going but i you've really honed this character to where it is now which is just amazing uh even your voice changed right your first video it's a little lower and then it gets higher and higher until where it is now um oh. <laughs> just can you talk a little bit about this and, and like the the humor that goes into this character is there a name for this character that you have and just how did you come up with it i mean the character itself you know the name of the character is professor shotsman right using my shotsman state name and then professor right because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot more people need to know about shotsman right so professor shotsman one two the character itself i started i started this character i think 2015 where i just i made the video about how to pronounce acronyms right law lima limfal that's when the tie was different right then when the character evolved was just this year right so you know i from instagram right from instagram i was making videos and then i stopped making videos cuz you know, life and everything. I went, I went through a lot. You know, <laughs> that would take us a lot of time if I start talking about that. So I went through all of that, and I could not constantly pro, uh, make content, right? So you know, the followers, people unfollowed me on Instagram. I was like hundred and fifty thousand followers. So people unfollowed me. So now it was getting to almost ninety nine. So I was, I was like, I was worried. I was like. Then from 150 to almost 99,000 people, that 100 won't be there anymore. So I was like, <laughs> what's going to happen? So my buddy Chris Clown just said, yo, just keep, just make content. Don't care. Because I used to live in fear and doubt, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would be like, ah, would they like it? Would they? So I, my buddy just said, don't care. Just keep doing it. And then this guy here in Toronto, Many Lights, his name is Many Lights, amazing guy. You know, he's like, just post on TikTok. Just post on TikTok, bro. Because he keeps telling me, every time we meet, he keeps telling me, you are very funny. Because I would make TikTok with him. And people on his TikTok would be like, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Right? Like, there was one time we made a video. I was wearing red. The, all his comment was, the guy in red, the guy in red. He's like, bro, just, just put something on there. So I just posted the video on TikTok. First one, I posted it, nothing. Then I posted the second one. This is when the characters evolved, right? The English yeah. class. So the second video I posted, I went to bed, I woke up, it's gone. I was like, what? Oh my God. I was on 100 followers, just 100, because a lot of people didn't know about my TikTok. It was just Instagram, right? Yeah. So from 100 followers, I woke up to 30,000 followers. I was like, what? The video was already on um, almost 2 million views. I was like, wow, what's going on here? So my buddy, my brother who is recording me here, that boy, the one who makes music, right? Because we run the studio together. He's like, bro, we have to keep making more. I'm like, yeah, we have to keep making more. So at the same time, I'm like, hmm, 
ah, this character, I don't want to, I don't want to make it look like, ah. so we just kept on every day, every day we made one video. Like there were some days I did not feel like making them. I was like, I'm tired, but there was just that push, you know? I just said, I got to make something today. Sometimes I'll be like, what word can I pronounce for these people that would be good, that would make sense, you know? I'm like, hmm. And we just come up with something and I would just be like, yeah, boom, that's it. That's it, you know? Because he's recording with the camera. I'm writing on the board, right? So I have to get into the character too. The moment, the moment I get into character, then I have to bend my body. You notice that the character I always bent some kind of way, yeah. yeah so I have to bend my body. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to get into character. So yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey. I can't lie. I never imagined all of this was gonna happen. I I just kept on. You know, I always stay positive though. I like I always said, you know, the world will know me. I always said that to myself. You know, I have this, I always make positive, positive words, but I didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know it was from TikTok. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's, it's just, it's God. Honestly, I can't, I can't really say. I just kept on doing. But the way people, like people message me on Instagram, oh, please, can you make a video for me? It's my birthday. Can you make a video for my girlfriend? Different things like that. Somebody messages me saying, um, "Can you send me? A, can you send me an autograph card?" I'm like, "Wow, you want an autograph card? <laughs> <laughs> How am I gonna do that autograph card?" <laughs> so yeah, I have to, I have to sign an autograph and then mail it to him. He's, wow. he's in, I think he's in Austria. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow. It's, honestly, I can't lie to you. It's been an amazing journey. I can't imagine it. That's why I just stay humble and just keep working because I've experienced this kind of thing before, but this is all totally different. From Instagram, I was one of the first people that started making content on Instagram with my buddy 2014 in African community, J.K. Kenny and um, Chris Clown. We used to have Toby and Papa Toby, right? So that blew up. So anytime when I went to Nigeria 2015, 2014, it was crazy. It'd be like, hey, can I take a picture with you? You know, a lot of Nigerians know me, right? Mm -hmm. So, but when I eat rock bottom and then trying to come back up again, then this is happening. I just have to stay humble and just be working, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. I can't lie. It is. So you did, uh, you mentioned your, you have a studio. I want to kind of yeah. pivot just a little into that. And this is Blackwood Studios, right? Yep, Blackwood Studios. So can you talk a bit about your studio? What, uh, how did it start? What do you do? Okay, uh, the studio, the studio was my brother that started the studio, right? It was, a, it was a friend. It was initially just a friend. Now I call him my brother because, you know, he's beyond friendship. That's why I call him my brother, right? He's honestly beyond friendship. He started the studio with his girl. They named the Black Studio. The first place was in uh, Mississauga right so one day i went to the studio and like he knows me you know he knows me as jk kenny oh he knows me like and funny enough i met him at a restaurant previously i'm like oh bro how's everything you know we reconnected and then we exchanged contacts right and then i went to the studio someone took me to the studio and i was like wow okay then i see him i'm like oh bro what's up so the 
it's like this is a studio you know so i spoke with them you know trying to encourage them they were just it's a music and photo studio just in a space in riaza factory in mississauga right so we spoke and i was like wow you guys have something really good going on so from time to time i went to the studio and they were like oh bro you should manage us like put this thing together right seems like you know what you're doing so then we started i started saying okay this is what we do we started having meetings and everything but you know trying to build that up but not everyone was on the same page right because we had a uh, we had a cinematographer we had someone that was doing a and r we had a producer but not everyone was on the same page you know the work ethic and just so then we had to get a new place, right? We had to get a new place from the Mississauga. So we got a new place in um, Etobicoke. That's where we presently are. So while on getting the new place, you know, when you go through things, you know, God will filter, we shouldn't be with you. So I think that filtering is up and down. Then we move to this new place and it's just me, my brother, my buddy, and his, um, and his girl. So we're on this place and then we also have... Um, a cinematographer who is part of us now. Mm-hmm. So I manage, we manage, I manage the studio. He's the CEO, his girl is also the CEO. And then we we create, we create, we shoot music videos. Um, we you can create podcasts, we have audio recording, audio recording studio where you can make music, all of that. We also we also create um adverts, commercials. So if like a company, food company, we create commercials for you. Real estate company, we create commercials for you. We just we just um, finished post-production on one commercial recently, a real estate commercial. And um, this coming weekend, we have a video shoot for an artist. His name is Blesso. So yeah, we do that. So just trying to create, and my brother too is an artist, right? So we'll create content for him too. So we're just trying to, create, 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 and take the studio to the next level, build it as a brand, also build our own separate brand, individual brand, right? Right. So yeah, and we also do GA rentals. You can rent if you need some camera. Yeah, we have um, Black um, Black Magic 6K, 4K, Studio Black Magic. Yeah, so we do GA rental and also studio rental. So if you want to, any viewers listening, everyone listening, if you're trying to rent a space, Blackwood Studio is the best creative, you heard it here, best creative hub in Toronto. So Blackwood Studios, go on Google, Blackwood Studios Toronto. You're gonna see that, Blackwood Studios. So yeah, we do all of that audio, film and photo, yeah. So speaking of film, I watched your (laughs) short film, New World Old. Did you like it? Yes, I did. It was wow. Like, hey, I personally liked it. I just it was very interesting story. It's about race. It's about two people from different cultures coming together and just like the struggles of that, especially with you know the girlfriend's father and and just his perception of things. And also, now that I understand that you've lived in in Russia, I kind of see where that half of it came from, which is apropos right. for my Russian potato salad today. But <laughs> um, but no, just tell us a little bit about that film. Like, uh, where did it come from? And, you know, what was it like working on that? And how has uh, the reception been on, on your end for it? The short film, the short film was, was written and directed by Miles Crossman. Amazing guy, he's in Manitoba. 
you should Google him, check him out. Miles Crossman is really amazing. So it used to, it, um, it was the landlord. It was the landlord of where I was staying, right? So I met him and I was like, oh, you know, meeting the landlord and the landlord was just, you know, all chit chat with you. I was like, wow, this landlord is really nice. <laughs> so he's like, he makes movies. I'm like, what, you make movies? So he took my contact and, you know, we just kept on keeping that relationship. One day I visited his house and I seen some old production computer, computer editing and everything. He's like, yeah, I do this. <laughs> so with that, you know, with that old energy, I was like, just, you know, if you have any movie coming up, you know, I just, I just want to work. So that's all I told him, right? So then he came up with this script. He's like, I have this short movie coming out. I want you to be on it, but you have to audition. So I had to audition too. While auditioning, I got the role. And yeah, he, he shared his script with me. I read the script, I was like, oh wow, makes sense. I can really relate to this script. Mm -hmm. So it was just easy for me to be in character, right? It was just easy because when you are acting, sometimes you, for me, why, when I'm acting, when I read the script, if it's a story I can relate to, then I just be myself, right? Because I've either gone through it, so I'll just reenact what I went through, right? Following the script. But if it's something that is new to me, then I would have to imagine the old character, right? I would have to imagine what the character, the pain, the emotion I have to bring out, right? But for that, I just have to be myself because I've experienced something like that, right? Being in Ukraine, I've experienced something like that. So yeah, it was two days. We shot the shot movie for like two days. I think two days, two days shoot. But the post-production was really long. Post-production, it sent it to a lot of film festivals. And then after that, I finally had the rights to post it on YouTube. So yeah, a lot of good reception, especially from this thing, especially from Nigeria, people from Nigeria be like, oh, wow, so you can act? You'll be like, wow, I know you as a comedian, but you act really good. So I'm like, yeah, every day of my life I act. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I really, I was very impressed with the acting. Like uh, to see the dramatic side of you coming from seeing your comedic side all the time and through this was, was very refreshing and uh, it, it was it was just wonderful to see. Wow! Congratulations on 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 this amazing short film. Thank you, thank you. And you're also an actor too, so that means there's and she's also an actor too because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that means there's there's a big room for collaboration. There is. There's a big there's a big room for collaboration, and we're definitely gonna be collaborating collaborating because this will because it's an amazing story we started from a podcast and you know, set together that would be really amazing Definitely. yeah so the last uh, topic uh in the interview at least part of this i want to talk about is uh rhododoxa skincare beauty and fashion so you had mentioned you went to Toronto film school for the management and fashion section things so you applied that to, to your business right and right so Talk a little bit about your business and what, what you guys do and yeah. Rhoda Doxa. Rhoda Doxa was started by my sister. My mom's name is Rhoda. And then the Doxa comes from the Bible. Like um, I think Rhoda um Doxa is um I think um Grace. No, not Grace. Don't let me 
Duxa means. Hmm, I can't really remember what Duxa means at the moment. Glory. Yeah, Duxa means glory. Glory. Yeah. So Rhoda is my mom's name, and then Duxa Glory. So yeah, my sister. My sister started the company, the business. She started it in Guyana. So why going to yeah? Why going to Toronto Film School? Doing marketing for fashion and entertainment. Every project I had in school, I used the company. So that was just helping me to learn. Do you understand me? So when the teacher says, "Oh, create your own business," that you're, I would just use Roda Doxa. So I was just learning through the process, right? Using Roda Doxa. So yeah, she started with just fashion. My sister, she's an incredible person too. Really incredible. She has a beautiful story, beautiful life story. She started the business. When she started the business, nobody was buying anything for a whole year. She didn't sell nothing. Yeah. Then after a year, she's like, she can't keep doing this. But she just started posting on WhatsApp and Facebook, and she was using Facebook um, ads. And then the business took off. If you Google Roda Doxa, there's a lot of press in Guyana on Roda Doxa. So that's where the business started. She started with fashion, and then next thing she went to makeup, cosmetics, right? So from the makeup to skincare, then she brought me on board. She brought me on board through my knowledge in um, fashion. I studied in Toronto Film School. She brought me on board and she's like, oh, we can do this together. And I'm like, yeah, really, we can do this together because from the knowledge, we can make an impact. So yeah, she brought me on board and we started we started running a business together. Then we opened our e-commerce website last um, last year, December. So yeah, it's, it's been pretty decent. It's, it's, a, it's a big journey, but... Yeah, it's a taxi one, honestly. It's a taxi one. But yeah, viewers listening, if you need your shea butter, you want your skin to be glowing, your skin to be shining, Roda Doxa, www.rodaduxa.com. That's where to go to for your shea butter. For the ladies, you need your makeup, your eyeshadow palette, your highlighter palette. <laughs> your powder everywhere, your lip gloss, your lipstick, rodadoxa.com. And our mission is what? Taking African fashion, makeup, and beauty to the rest of the world. That's it. It's beautiful. And to live in the glory. Yep. Ooh, girl. Come on. To live in the glory. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And to live, I'm going to put that down. You've given me another one. And to live in the glory. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. So moving on to some glorious questions mm-hmm. from our listeners. Nightingale, take it away. All righty. So 60% of our listeners do not use TikTok and Aww. 40% do. And did you know that I introduced Michael to TikTok? Originally. Wow. Yes. She did. She did. Before <laughs> yeah. my wife convinced me to actually like use use TikTok, yeah, Nightingale was like, Michael. There's this thing called TikTok that will take a while. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, another social media thing? Like, like I, I can't be bothered. I already have Instagram. <laughs> and right. Facebook and Twitter and Twitch. Oh, God, oh, yes. So many. A lot of platform. Yeah, but now I'm on TikTok. <laughs> okay, so Canadian TikTokers do not benefit from the Creators Fund. So do you make any money on TikTok? Currently, nope. Okay. Currently, no, except if it's through adverts, 
if I have to make an ad, but currently, except if you go through, go on live, you know, when people give you those gifts, those gifts actually translate to money, actually. Oh. Yeah, but they need to give you a lot of gifts. Yeah. Well, I would like to say then that uh, for a guy who doesn't get paid to, to make the content that you do on TikTok, thank you, because that's, it's that's amazing. Because- the English classes need to be free for people exactly. who need to learn English. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they have to learn English class. English, not English. English. English class. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? My favorite kind of ice cream? I think um, this thing. Oreo. Oreo. This thing? Oreo, Oreo something. Oreo, yeah. <laughs> Oreo, the Oreo has to be there. Yeah. I love Oreo ice cream, man. Yeah. Especially like. What about you? What about you? What's your favorite ice cream, Nightingale? Um, I like black cherry. Black cherry. Wow. I never had that before. I'll go and check it. How about you, Michael? It is mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. I've had that before. It's really nice. The mints. <laughs> I am currently obsessed. Uh, if you go to Newmarket, there is an ice cream shop called Kawartha Dairies. They have a cherry Bordeaux. That, my friend. Cherry Bordeaux. Cherry Bordeaux. That might. That is just. Mwah, it's so good. Wow. Well, the minute you say Kawartha, like we all got to go there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what advice do you have for people trying to be seen on TikTok? The only advice I have is do something different and just keep going. Don't think about it. Just do something different and just keep going. When I mean keep going and have fun, yeah? Don't think about it. When you think about it, don't think about it too much. Just do something and have fun, basically. Good advice. What's dad's favorite joke ever? Hmm. I really don't have any dad joke, but <laughs> I think one my girl's dad says is, um, if you have if you have a fly on your butter, is that a butterfly? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, <laughs> so that's that's the only one. Yeah, oh, that one's good. I love it, man. Do you constantly feel pressure internally and externally to produce great content? I feel like you already answered this. I think pressure, pressure, no, not at the moment. Pressure, no. I think I just try to think of something. Sometimes I don't feel like doing it right because I'm like, I'm tired. Pressure, no. You just think of what to do and just do it. Like there's some content I want to make that I've not made. So yeah, pressure, Mm, no pressure and through the grace of god no pressure <laughs> i like how you just listen to yourself and your body when you're like okay i'm tired then i'm tired right because like there's no point in making content when you're basically gonna push yourself to be dead because like no one wants to listen to dead people yep if you don't have it you can't give it mm-hmm. you can't give what you don't have and that's all of our questions from instagram yes wow. yes well short wow, man this- it's been an amazing, really. I don't want to go. <laughs> it's been it's been really really nice getting to know you. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us and thank not you. just to let us get to know you, but our listeners as well. You, yep. know, you are 
truly an inspiration. Your story is, is, is just so inspirational, so powerful. You know, all that you've worked to do, your journey is just, it's incredible. And, thank you, uh, thank for you. For you to share it with us is, is an absolute honor. Thank you, thank you. I'm honored to be on here because I know this is in a few years from now, this is going to be really big. And I'm going to come back on again. Oh yeah, we would, we would definitely love to have you back on. <laughs> Yeah, Russian oh, gonna... classes. Yes, Russian, <laughs> Russian classes. Privet. Any Russian, li any Russian listeners now? Privet, Yalu Blutibia. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So the last thing I'm going to ask is how can people connect with you online and watch your stuff? How people, how people can connect with me? JK Kenny. You go on Instagram, J-A-Y-K-A-Y-K-E-N-N-Y. The same thing on TikTok, the same thing on YouTube, the same thing on Instagram, everywhere. J.K. Kenny, everywhere. My stage name is Shotsman. My website should be up and running next week. Yeah. Yes, fantastic. It's still going to be the same thing, www.jkkenny.com. All right. Well, we'll Guys, and find don't forget that in Blackwood Studios and Rhododoxa Skincare, Beauty, and Fashion. Yeah, don't forget Blackwood Studios. Don't forget Rhododoxa. Don't forget my brother, Dada Boy. His music is out. I have to promote that motive. Check that out on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. Motive by Dada Boy. And also, our cinematographer, Director P, is an amazing guy. His music is out. Show me. Make sure you check that out too. Show me by Director P, Motive by Dada Boy. Yeah, and I go by the name JK Kenny, AKA Shopman. Shopman. Thank you very, very much. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. And all right, thank you again. Nightingale, what was our food feature today? Richmond Hill Deli located at 9631 Young Street in Richmond Hill. Wonderful, and how can people connect with you? Y'all can find me on Instagram at night.win. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Michael C.W. Chan. And you can also find me on my website at michaelchan.ca. Guys, we are in the third wave. A third wave. Who would have ever thought we would be in a third wave? It's a wave uh, we can't surf. No. But what does that mean? It means that you have to take care. And we have to all take care of each other. So as always... Stay home if you can, stay safe, and yep. stay, stay hungry. hungry. Yep. This has been Talking With Our Mouthsful with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. Music by Harrison Amer, crafts by Janine Cantrell, photography by E, and voiceovers by me, Jessica Chan. If you enjoy our adventures, please consider following or subscribing to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Want to connect with us? Maybe even participate in our podcast? Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at, at TWMF Podcast. And as always, stay hungry.